Hello and welcome to the IT Teachers Podcast. We are the IT Teachers. I'm Alicia. And I'm Haley. And we're excited to be here today. Um, we're really excited to talk to you today about um, just some of our ideas that we, we really feel that teachers and some that administrators could probably um, you know, work from uh, just to, to move forward into September. We have about a month, uh, you know, if you are a teacher, whether you're elementary, middle, high school, you are preparing for um, either going back physically or distance learning or a hybrid of both, you know, in that blended learning uh, situation. So we have some ideas that we think might be helpful to keep in mind moving forward. And, um, you know, and I think, I think first and foremost, you know, just starting with having you know, really clear expectations, clear boundaries, clear clarity, just in general, at, you know, at the beginning of the year would be helpful. Absolutely. So clarity, awesome. Being transparent, excellent. We need to make these kind of like our, our strongholds and just being really transparent with your students means that, and your, and your parents, uh, and guardians means that everybody can kind of be on the same page and everyone kind of feels like they have a hand in the pot because everybody knows what's going on and there's no Wizard of Oz situation here. It is, we're all in this together kind of a, kind of a feeling. Um, and so I think today what we're really gonna be talking about is how we can be part of the solution. We all know what the problem is, but we need to figure out a way to be part of the solution. And as teachers, that's what we do. We like basically triage every day. You walk in with your lesson plans that you've <laughs> planned out that match up with your unit plan, that matches up with your curriculum mapping, that you know vertically aligns with the grade level before you and the grade level that will come after, but... And everything gets messed up because there's something going on and you're just totally interrupted. So we're good at this. We know how to do, how to deal with chaos. chaos. Yep. <laughs> we know how to do it. Uh, and we just need to kind of be a little bit more in tune with how we're dealing with it now because yeah. we will be possibly removed from our students physically and whether or not we ever thought about it before it really makes a huge difference to actually be with our kids yeah uh so one thing that we were thinking of we were talking about this earlier alicia is collaborating with our colleagues oh yeah i mean it's this is one of the biggest things that we can do. The best things for everyone involved is for everyone to be on the same page. So clarity, transparency, and collaboration. Collaborate, oh, we were saying with the tech department, you know, like um, when you have a question about something, and we were talking about colleagues, obviously, like, you know, possibly not to jump around, but keeping a log of, of ideas, things that work, things that don't work. Um, things that you love, you know, because a lot of these tools that we are using can be used across all um, subjects or helpful in some degree. But collaborating with the tech department, just for a, for a minute, you had talked to me about the security, safety of the apps, programs, extensions that we use and checking yourself, you know, if, if when in doubt, ask, you know, check it out. 
Yes, you, you need to be very careful as educators. We all do now. It's very easy to, unfortunately, break the law when you're asking students to sign on to different applications and programs and websites that are taking the students' information. You have to be very careful with the information that you allow students to give to outside sources. And like Alicia said, it's just a much better idea to ask ask your tech department if we if you have permission to use certain applications before you give your students or before you require your students to use applications just again just think about what you're going to do plan it out talk to your administrator talk to your tech department come you know if they're collaborating on a shared drive with you or a shared doc or a google form or whatever however you're sharing and collaborating through this Make sure that your tech department and your administration is also in the loop because that way you can make sure that you're not <clears throat> misstepping or doing anything to, you know, get yourself in trouble. Right, right. And, and, and you know, as Haley had mentioned earlier, you want to be part of the solution, but you you want to be part of the solution. You don't want to cause any issues, especially during this time. You really just want to be proactive and check, you know, if there's an if there's doubt or anything. Um, and so one idea that I think you had mentioned um, to me, I'm not sure if it was on the last podcast, was to use Google Forms to start anything, to start to kick off. If you're a high school teacher and you want to use maybe, I don't know, um, Nearpod or something, to check it, check with a form, kind of get the temperature of, you know, um, your students and, and see what they're comfortable with, what they're what they've used in the past, you know, what do you use to write your, you know, I mean, hope, hopefully they're using Google Docs, but, uh, but you never know. See what they're comfortable with, see what they know. Um, you may be surprised at what the kids can, um, what the kids can kind of navigate through. I remember last year or two years ago, maybe it was, I had my kids um, trying out Cami, and I, you had mentioned, you know, oh, try this out. They taught me more in the in the exploratory process of Cami than I could have found it. It was it was it's pretty cool what kids, especially those middle and high school kids, when they're interested in in tech or they know you know, God only knows what they're doing, but they can share share information. All right, so <laughs> sometimes not, not what we want, but um, so collaborate in the same idea administration. Um, communicating with the administration and uh, letting them know um, what does work for you what doesn't maybe there's an app or a program that you would like to purchase that might be beneficial for the whole school and so that might be something that the administration can help you and point you to the to either the tech department or um, the PTSA who knows but um, getting involved with the administration when making these decisions because we're in such a time where these people, our, our, our bosses essentially, are trying to run the school, you know? So they are, they are working on, you know, the safety of the school, mapping out the school, creating all of, the, you know, changing safety procedures, uh, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, they're not in the classroom teaching. You are. You need to tell them 
you know, this happened in my classroom or this happened on, on a Google Meet session. Um, I want you to be aware of this. You know, even our, um, even our, unfortunately, our referrals may have to look differently as well. I mean, you know, how are, how are administrators going to handle a student that is inappropriate online? You know, I don't know if that's already in some of the... Um... I think as long as these people are kept in the loop, I think you're going to be okay. I, I mean, where I am, we have a wonderful relationship with our administration and we really work hand in hand, but I know that in bigger districts and, you know, when maybe people don't, you know, they have department heads or they're just like a teacher who has like more like a stipend position and they take on the role of like leading the department meetings but they're not really an administrator it might be a little bit more tricky or it might be trickier for those people to have a good handle on what's going on but if you keep them in the loop and you have and you're using technology as a tool using like Google Drive or Google Docs to collaborate and have all the information right there, it's going to make it a lot easier for everybody. And I was just thinking while we were talking, one really awesome thing that we did in my department at the end of the year last year when everyone was trying to figure out how to best approach remote or distance learning is that each one of us was pretty good at at least one or two tech tools and we really liked or had used them with our students previously. And so we each kind of volunteered to make a tutorial video on something that we felt comfortable with and then we shared it with each other. So basically we had this great resource of screencasts of how-tos. That's cool. And we shared them among each other, but we were also able to share them with our students. So yeah. it was really cool to collaborate like that and it takes you you get your time back because you don't have to make yeah yeah a how to for every single thing you just have to make one or two but then you share it's like a potluck yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's it, so cool yeah it really is and the other thing is of course you could find a how to on YouTube right. but when you have a teacher in your your as a student and you have a teacher in your school telling you how to do something and it just makes it a lot more authentic I think yeah. and I think that idea of collaboration can be used in a lot of different ways so when you're in the next 30 days thinking about how are you going to, to do this really start leaning on each other and propose a potluck and <laughs> your district did that before where everyone taught something I remember you were teaching golf or, or for yeah. uh, frisbee you know and, and I just think that's it's you it, it really comes from the top down as your district um, values collaboration. And I think that's key, that's key to success. You have to work together. Absolutely. Um, so, all right. You were showing me your classroom and setting it up and how you are going to think, be mindful of the kind of flexible seating um, in your space. So you're going back. Going back. Um, what I know, you know, you're, you're going to be mindful about where you are putting your desks, where you're putting, you, you know, where the plugs are possibly because we're not going to be sharing, kids aren't going to be sharing computers. Those are going to be just for that kid, you know, um, no, hey, I don't need it for this period, so I'm going to give it to, you know, so 
Yes, things are going to be looking a lot different. Uh, I have been working on my space and having it be really a flexible seating. I have desks, I have counters, I have standing desks, I have beanbag chairs, I have comfy swivel chairs, I have computer swivel chairs, I have, you know, wow. yeah, How big is your I have carpet squares, <laughs> uh, Sounds like I, Ikea. I have tables, I have a lot of options for my students and I am thinking that when we go back, it's going to have to be more desks again. But yeah. when I'm making the setup of my desks, I'm also going to be aware of where the outlets are. If our students are going to be basically going paperless because we're yeah. not going to be wanting to hand things in and pass things back and, right. you know, the, the paper... Uh, I'm gonna to have to have a lot of outlet opportunities for my students, and I don't want them crawling all over each other to plug their right. things in. Right. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of you know planning ahead. So again, so that's something that you need to start thinking about, or it might be a good idea to start thinking about, is how are you going to set up your classroom? Where is going to be the best placement for your desks that are far enough apart, but also close enough to outlets that you can safely help students get plugged in if they need to be and function and really we just all have to do our best we have to do our best to make this work you know the reality is yes we want to we want to have a, a, a perfect situation well I shouldn't say the, the P word but um, you know where we have blended learning um, you know tech in the classroom but the reality is we're in the middle of a pandemic we may not have you know we're not gonna have as much paper, pens, that kind of thing. Everyone, hopefully in your district, if they have a device, um, we had talked about the tech drive, did we not? We or? didn't. Okay, so this is this was, this was cool. And you told me, talk about the, this tech drive idea. Yeah, so I was reading Don't Ditch That Tech, which we are going to review at another podcast. Uh, and it's by Matt Miller, Nate Ridgway, and Angelia Ridgway. And something that they suggested in this text is to have a tech drive for students who don't have tech so if your school is not one-to-one -one, you don't even have a laptop cart maybe or you can't get you know there's only one and and you need to be on there and or you like to really embed tech into your classroom you can have a tech drive and that's basically just what it sounds like so you can reach out to the community reach out to the teachers reach out to the parents and the guardians, the grandparents, and just ask, can, does anyone have any tech that they would like to donate that can connect to Wi-Fi? That's all it has to do. It can be- iPads, Kindles, Fires. Um, old cell phones. Yeah, old cell phones. Tablets, iPads, anything that is able to connect to the internet is eligible for a tech drive. and. They can be wiped clean and students can use them to to get onto the internet and get some stuff done and feel like they're kind of connected well that they are connected with the world yeah and i think you know it's going to be very important for students to have their own devices if we're going to try to be if we're going to have them be distancing right, right. in the classroom they can't be looking over each other's shoulders anymore right so Consider if you're a teacher who's out there thinking, how am I going to do this? 
really consider having a tech drive. Start now. Yeah. Reach out now. And then yeah. maybe by the end of the month, you'll have a whole bunch more than you thought you would. And maybe you could even put together a really nice yeah. tech classroom. Tech op- op- options. Uh, yeah. yeah. I have uh, a couple a couple friends uh, who teach elementary, and they were just putting on you know on social media, hey, I'm I'm looking for t- basically they need more of everything because the the kids can't you know share as much, and so if any, um, but it's interesting because I'm also thinking so many people you never know who the parents are in the classes, who who's whose grandmother or grand you know grandfather are willing to donate things to, you know cleaning out our our houses and we're all home and there's so many things so many things that can be donated um i did it i did a drive when i was one of my first couple years i had no books i had the kids write letters to um local book stores uh used bookstores all kinds of you would be shocked i mean i guess you would be shocked because everything's Nothing is shocking nowadays, um, <laughs> but just filled my whole, we called it build a bookshelf. We filled the whole bookshelf. It That's was awesome. awesome. Yeah. And the kids felt awesome about it too. So. Oh, I bet. That's really cool. Yeah. People want to help, but they don't know how. So if you give them a very pointed thing that you need, I think you might be surprised by what you get back. And um, you might be doing people a favor because I know I have cell phones that I just, and tablets and I, I feel like every Listen, time I go to the Verizon store, I walk out with a new tablet that I don't need. If you have a newer iPhone than I have, then I'll take it and we can donate my mine. <laughs> Cracked one. But, uh, but the idea is ask, you know, and ask. think about, think about how you can do it in a way that will help you and your students. And put it out there and ask if you need something. You know, we, we talked about administration, collaboration. Ask if you have a question. If you are in doubt, ask your tech department. Email. It doesn't hurt. They're going to direct you in the right, in the right uh, direction. Direction. <laughs> yeah. So let me redirect this back to. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's like playing Uno. Um, so clarity. Clarity. Haley, tell us about clear expectations in your classroom. So going into next year, it's going to be very important that we establish norms and that we set clear expectations for our students. Sticking with that idea of clarity, we need to make sure that our students know exactly what they need to do for us and how they need to do everything basically do everything if they need to be online and that's going to be for their success and for and to make our lives easier Mm. and their parents lives easier at the same time so things that you need to think of are everything that you normally would so whatever you would normally put in your syllabus plus so even if you're a person who's planning on going back 100% uh, in September, you need to plan for, well, what if we don't, or what if I have to go, what if we're out of school, just remote learning for two weeks or for a month or hybrid or whatever. So think about everything that you would like your students to be aware of. So starting off with, when are you available for them? Start planning now. What do you want it to look like when your students communicate with you? Are you going to solely rely on email? Are you going to solely rely on Google Classroom or both? Are you going to offer them 
appointment slots using Google Calendar? Or are you going to use a Google Sheet to sign up on time slots? Are you going to have certain office hours? For instance, you're not gonna email back after 11 o'clock at night, but you will have a video conference option at starting at six o'clock in the morning. Whatever your working hours are going to be, you need to let your students know. However they can get in touch with you for your communication, they need to know. And the same goes for their parents and guardians too. Everybody needs to be on the same page. You know, going back, um, going back to that, I, you know, transparency idea of just being transparent with, at the, you know, especially during this, during, during this difficult time for us, for everyone, um, telling, you know, parent, parents are hand in hand with the kids. You know, we, we all, we all know we, we want to help our kids. We want to be there for them. And so you're going to help them. Their kids are at, uh, you know, at, in a different state of mind right now. They're, they're, they're not thinking about, you know, um, you know, the, the Pythagorean theorem. They're thinking about, you know, uh, the pandemic. So you, that's on our brains and it's on, it's on our minds. It's, it's there. So easy. You know, I was, I was meet, I was sitting with um, a couple friends at a, to, to a different, different uh, ends of the, of the, um, of the timeline here. Cause you had an, I had an elementary principal and a high school principal. And so the elementary principal is, you know, marking up the whole school, going to take a video, going through, showing parents and students where things are, you know, just you're, you're, you're bringing some of these parents are bringing their children in for the very first time in kindergarten where they usually hold their hand right to the door. You know, my daughter went into daycare a few weeks ago and, you know, walked in without me, had the temperature and didn't even look back. Um, so <laughs> well, that means you're doing a good job. I don't know about that. Maybe she's <laughs> trying to escape, <laughs> but, um, but you know, you're, you're, you're really letting them, letting them into a situation and, and parents may feel certainly anxious about that. Um, so there's a lot of different feelings that are spiked during this time and we want to try to ease that. And I think Haley with the clear expectations and just really, you know, not to be redundant, but really just clarity, transparency is key right now. Absolutely. You know, even in the physical classroom posting, you know, please don't do this, please do this, having those posters up, which, you know, we will certainly plug in some free PDFs for you to use in your classroom on our website. Absolutely. Um, so visit that. So uh, let's see. So your your norms and expectations. Remember, you don't have to be remote learning or distance learning to set some norms for, for instance, video conferencing. So when you're video conferencing with me, you must and have your list of things, whatever your expectations are for your students and. They can know that going forward, maybe you have a snow day and you can use those video conferencing norms yeah. and students know what's expected of them. That's so, so important. And we will absolutely be posting on our website templates for you to use as an educator that you can customize and make fit to your own classroom. You can paste your old syllabus in there and then add on extra things. We're just going to yeah. be helping you think of all those things that you might not have thought about. And also we'd like to invite you to collaborate with us, join our PLN and tell us some things that 
maybe we didn't think about because I would love to hear, we would love to hear from you. I'd like to hear, yeah, absolutely. We, we also um, love, love guest speakers. We love you know, talking to other teachers, whether you're a tech guru or, a, uh, or just wanna chit chat with us. We like, we like to talk. Um, obviously. Alicia, a little bit more. So um, we have some tool, well, first of all, let's just visit one more thing that, um, that I think is important that you had mentioned, which is universal design. Yeah, so today's podcast was really supposed to be a big picture, get the major concepts. It's the beginning of August. What, how should we start thinking about next year? And, you know, like I said, I just finished reading that, Don't Ditch That Tech, and they made a good point, and I think it's something that resonates with all of us as, as tech people, is that we have to remember that technology is a tool. It's not a lesson plan. And so we need to, if we're gonna be using technology, we can't just find a cool app and then try to build a lesson plan around it. Mm -hmm. We need to be thinking about, like our friend Lisa Kolb, Liz Kolb says, learning first, technology second. Right. And that goes hand in hand with the major idea, the big concept of universal design for learning. And the idea that if you make a plan that will be good for all students, then everyone can learn and everyone can access the information. And of course, within that, you can differentiate and you can accommodate, but the idea basically is that you want to use the UDL framework in everything that you do when you're, especially when you're planning for the use of technology. You can't, you cannot design a curriculum around the full implementation of tech when you know that some students don't have Wi-Fi at home. Right. So whatever you do, you need to make sure that everyone can access what you're asking them to access. And then again, if you need to break it down a little bit or challenge some students and differentiate in whatever ways that you can or that you need to for your individual students, but when you're planning your lessons and your overall unit and how it's going to look, really got to stick to that idea of UDL. So think about making sure that if you pick an application that you're going to use on the computer, that all students can access it. Now, what about, so on our website, we have, say, presentation tools, and then we have different options for that. So that might be the area where you would differentiate for a particular lesson. Um, where students can perhaps use an easier tool, you know. Absolutely. Or a more complicated, you know. And, exactly. And same thing with movie making and stuff like that. And so we will get into that. Um, and then building from that, when you choose your technology, you want to look, take a look at our website. Does it engage the, the student? Does it enhance the learning? Does it extend the, you know, the learning, the knowledge? Does it, does it, offer students an opportunity to extend um, extend what they're learning. And, and that's the Triple E framework and that's what you know we really want to build um, using. So um, it's a lot to think about. It is. But I think I think if we start little by little and we think of the big things first, mm -hmm. we think of the what's 
and the whys, we can then get into the hows and the more specifics. But right. it's, it's going to take a little bit of time for all of us to wrap our heads around. And the more planning we do, the better off we're going to be. And I don't think anyone's ever going to be sorry going into next year having planned too much. I, I've right. never planned too much. Right. right. Uh, and Or if I have, I've always been able to use that stuff. I mean, the leftovers. Right are always going to right. be useful or utilized yep. next year or if, you know maybe you planned extra but that right. one kid can really learn more than you expected him or her to and or you, or you can share it with somebody you know in another grade or another uh, class that needs a little bit extra help one of your colleagues so well we were just on uh, on a, a meeting with another um a Spanish teacher and she had planned out I mean she's ready for distance learning oh, she yeah. has and and she even thought about the, the the idea of her students won't be able to see her so she she's using the bitmojis you know so that they Oh can, yeah that was so yeah, cool you know so just neat ideas and and that's we're collaborating so that's we're getting those ideas we're we're able to share that um, so we are going to in our next podcast which will be coming out in a couple days after you hear this. We're gonna give you some of these specific tools. So I'm gonna, we're gonna leave you with something and I am, I am gonna mention it to our, to our listeners. We're gonna take a look at something called VoiceThread. Yes. So cool. Very cool. Um, we took a look at this. We think it's awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about it. We have a lot to talk about. We so have a ton to talk about. We're excited to kind of roll up our sleeves and look at some of the specific tools that you might be able to use. We may just rattle some off in our next episode. Um, if you hear something and you're not really sure, or for some reason we didn't explain it, uh, you know, to I can't you. imagine that would ever happen. Right. Um, then you can always go to our website and you know the link will be there and we will have um, kind of how-to screencastify videos for you too but take a look at VoiceThread if you have an extra minute in preparation for our next podcast yeah get to work get to work people it's august almost august 1st we are the it teachers the it teachers and we put the a in tech thanks for listening see you next time